everybody, welcome to Black and White Reviews. I'm Lee. I'm Will. And we've got my neighbor, my buddy over here, Mike, who's joining us tonight. He's actually a bigger Star Wars fan than you or I. So, you know, it's nice to have a scholar in the house. Say hi, Mike. Hey, guys. How's it going? <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good. So, um, obviously, we're a few days since the latest episode of The Mandalorian came out. But, uh, yeah, we just we couldn't wait till the end of the day Monday to do this. We just needed to get this done because this episode is crazy. So, what were your thoughts, Will? I think we should just get into the big thing right now and say that Bib Fortuna gained some serious weight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the big thing coming out of this episode. Nothing else really happened, right? No, no. Yeah. Whatever. It wasn't that big of a deal. No, no. <laughs> uh, it, was, it, was an average, it was an average finale. Um, no, yeah, in, all seri- yeah. in all seriousness, I loved this episode. I know that's probably shocking to you right now, Lee, but I, I honestly It's shocking did. to me. <laughs> oh, is it really? <laughs> oh, yeah. I've listened to you guys' podcast before, and I definitely thought this was going to be a, uh, a shocker for you. Okay, so I'm going to say this up front. I was trying to figure out a way to say this without sounding like too much of a jerk, but there's really no way that I can do it. I have... I've been down on a lot with this show, and mostly when it comes to fan service, and Lee's been very high on it. And there was a couple of things that Lee was right on, and I envy him for that. He was right about the whole blood thing and the cloning, which I was kind of right too, saying that it was a minute detail. It, it ultimately went nowhere, but he was right and I conceded. He was right about Boba Fett, and those are two really cool things to be right about. Since the beginning of Lee and I covering this show, I have been almost mockingly in a joking fashion. (laughs) I came to this conclusion and I never thought it was going to happen. I never believed in a million years that it could happen. And if it did somehow happen, I thought that it was going to fumble. I thought it was just going to be fan service for the sake of fan service. But actually, I do think ultimately that this moment in Star Wars history has been earned. And I'm going to go a step further and say that I think that this justifies Luke's character in The Last Jedi. And I actually watched that movie today with fresh eyes. And I still think that series is an absolute dumpster fire mess. But it's a little bit better given what happened in this episode in mind. I'm a, I'm a little surprised to hear that because the last thing I remember is you said that at the 30 minute mark, you rage quit the episode and walked away. I did. I absolutely did. Yeah. I wasn't ready for it. I wasn't, I, I was not ready. I wasn't ready for it at all. Cause it's like, and then they went through the whole thing about trying to hide it, but like all the fans knew, like everybody knew who it was. As soon as you saw the X-Wing, everybody knew who it was and they still went like that extra mile trying to keep it somewhat of a secret. And I can so, only yes, imagine. Go ahead. That's my Go issue. Ahead, okay. No, that's definitely my issue with it. I think. We see the X-Wing and we're like, one X-Wing. You know, she even makes that, that comment, like, an X-Wing. Great, we're saved. <laughs> and you know, it's like, well, who would be in an X-Wing? You know, it's like, well, well, duh, that makes sense. But my issue with it is it took 10 minutes for him to get from his X-Wing to that room. And I didn't mind that. In that time, I didn't mind that. they did, what's that? I didn't mind that at all. The, the, the scene I minded was, it because they were making us 
look, you know, like we were dumb, like we're, you know, treating us like we're, we're dumb. Like you said about Interstellar, you know, it was just like they really had to hand it to us. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, we get it. We know it's Luke. So, I mean, as, as Mike was saying, too, it's a really valid point. You see the green lightsaber and you're like, oh, well, OK, you just confirmed it. So why drag it on even further for us to see a CG faced Luke Skywalker looking like he's straight out of Jedi? See, even that's what I thought. Later. That's what I thought your big issue would be was the CGI because it it, it was horrible. Yeah, he hasn't even gotten started on that part yet. The the CGI was horrible, and I figured that that was going to be your problem with it. I didn't think you were going to have a problem with him, you know, making his way there. For me, that entire sequence was in direct contrast mm-hmm. with Vader and Rogue One. Mm-hmm. And I was just watching that in complete enjoyment. Like, I, I got a kick out of it. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I did not think that that was going to be your issue. I was like, oh, Lee's going to complain about the CGI, and I'm going to have to mm-hmm. listen to this for a year. <laughs> so that's kind of so what I was... No, go what ahead. I am saying is, yes, my issue is with the CGI. And the reason my issue is with the CGI is because it took 10 minutes <laughs> and we're sitting there saying, this is going to be amazing. This is going to be so good after okay. 10 minutes of them leading up to it. And then we get, you know, this image of like his face that's not even on his face. And you're like, oh, every time he like looks up or looks over, he moves his eyes, you go, oh, it's cringeworthy. So, yeah, I was disappointed because it had a 10 minute lead up and it wasn't even, you- like surprising when it happened. You're like, you know, we're going to see his face. But were you were you why? equally as upset? Were you equally as upset with Mark Hamill's dubbed in voice? No. OK. I was fine with that. OK. It fit well. Okay. But the issue was it was just so much of a lead up for a disappointment. You know, I felt like, you know, when we first saw Arnold pop up in uh, Terminator Salvation, you know, you're like, oh, man, but his eyes look weird. Okay, it's just CG, whatever. He's a robot. It's okay. He's a robot. He's got no soul. So, okay, that makes sense to have weird dead eyes. But not here. You know, and, and they were smart in Salvation because they, they immediately burned his flesh off, like, 30 seconds later, so you didn't have to deal with the bad CG. Here, they just kept doing a close-up of his goofy face. So, I don't know. What were you saying about um, Favreau mentioning some deep fake thing? I, I've been on Reddit all morning, and everyone seems to claim that their budget was so low closer to the end of the season that they may have actually used a deep fake app to do it. It was absolutely deep fake. I can you see that. You think so? Yeah. I can see I that. No, deep fake. Look at the Tarkin. Look at the Tarkin deep fake compared to the one that we got in Rogue well, One. No one said it was a quality deep fake. <laughs> <laughs> so we both. Okay. We, okay, Lee, Lee, hold on, hold on, hold on. We both gave our thoughts about the big scene in the show. We we both went uh-huh. on, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go on about that further. But I would like to give uh-huh. our guest Mike an opportunity to. Why don't you go ahead and talk about how you felt about the series leading up to this moment, if you want to? Yeah. I mean, the floor is yours Let's if you want that. to right now, man. Yeah, sure. So, the Mandalorian as a whole connected a lot of dots for me. Uh, I've been a big fan of the Mando kind of genre as a whole ever since I started watching the Clone Wars and Rebels. 
and as you guys have been doing your podcast, I've kind of been listening in and trying to have conversations with Lee about connecting the dots on where certain things are connecting into the other series. You know, uh, I there was one night where I immediately got home from work and came over to Lee's house and was like, hey, man, just so you know, I think you got this wrong and here's why. And then Lee and I had a conversation about it. Um, so I've been following you guys and I've been following the series. And, and as a series as a whole, I love it. Um, okay. Going back to the, the scene that you guys were just talking about, whether it was good or not, I think it's a, I think it's a way for them not to show them again. I think they gave us the scene that we were looking for. And then the season three, we probably won't see them at all. I right. think what's probably going to happen is they're going to carry on with the Mandalore portion of the storyline. Right. Um, so and I, I think it was a minimal scene for what it was. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'll admittedly, I've, I've said this before on the podcast, I don't watch the animated series and I'm not all that up to date on a lot of the EU, but when this episode, as the episodes do happen, I do go off and I do do a little bit of research. And it's funny that you bring up trying to connect the dots. And in this episode specifically, and correct me if I'm wrong, please, but there's a little bit of continuity error with the whole lore behind the Darksaber and having to be one in combat. I mean, wasn't Boca... So, yeah, that, that's correct. So in the animated series, uh, I think it came out of Rebels. Um, yes. Bo-Katan claimed that she wasn't allowed to... T- or I guess Moff Gideon claimed that she wasn't allowed to take the Darksaber because it had to be one in trial by combat. However, Bo-Katan has never actually won that saber via child by combat. She uh, was handed it, was actually, it in Rebels. Right. It was stolen for her in Rebels from okay. Sabine, who stole it from Darth Maul. So hmm. there is a kind of a controversy starting up there um, because she can't accept it now, but she also ex- accepted it then. And then on top of that, Lee and I were just talking about it. Um, Din didn't actually kill Moff Gideon. So it's not that the person has to be killed. It just has to be trial by combat. Right. So technically so, those yeah. two could just do agree to a fight and be done with it. Exactly. So that's what didn't make any sense to me. I'm sitting there saying, he's like, well, then I yield. Okay. Well, there you go. Then well, here you go. Take it. Again, the lore comes back into it where it's the story that gives it the power. So right. if you just yielded the sword, then there isn't a story that goes with it. They definitely should have a fight. Right. It, no one has to die, though. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if, if they fought and then, he, and then he tapped out, okay, there we go. But then the question is, is do we actually think Dune would lose? You know, because the, the reason that the Darksaber is the way it is, and, and mm. it's almost like Thor's hammer, you know. It's, <laughs> it has to go into that. You know, the, the story behind it is what gives it the power. So if you are just yielded the sword, no one's going to think that you're the true leader of Mandalore. True, but then it, starts, it begs the question at that point, how did Moff Gideon get it? That's a story to come. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So uh, Giancarlo Esposito in here, I, I, I mean, I, I, I've been calling him, like, Moff Fring and, you know, Gus uh, Gideon. Just because I feel like he's the same character as he was when he was in Breaking Bad. Oh, no, he's not. Absolutely well, I, not. Just, Two completely different characters. It, eh, maybe it's just been a while since I've watched it, but I just, the, the way he's just like, 
the way he carries himself, the way he he speaks, the way he's just, you know, he's got this, I've got everything. It's a very smug attitude that he has. In this episode, you start to see him, actually at the end of the last one, when he got his his phone call from Liam Neeson there, um, basically, you could tell that he was actually, like, getting emotional about it. You know, he was emotionally you know, struck, like, oh, he's actually coming to challenge me, and I'm actually kind of afraid a little bit. And then you see him here, when he's going through it, he's getting emotional when he's coming up with that whole thing. Like, oh, you can have the child. I already got everything I needed. You know, and it's just the way that he was responding, you could tell that he was fighting off some, like, rage, you know, anger, and, and a little bit of fear, you know, which is what usually leads to, to anger. But, yeah, I just, I saw that, and I'm like, I just, I really enjoy his acting, and I think he's great in this. No arguments. I agree with that. Okay. So I want to, I want to actually circle back to something that I said earlier, and why I think this episode makes uh, The Last Jedi a little bit better for me. And okay. I'm, I'm going to ask you both a question. Lee, please contain yourself when you answer. <laughs> um, how do the both of you feel about the idea of Grogu being Kylo Ren? Oh. Because if, it, what? Th- because if that's... It, I- I'm because sorry, if, did he just say being Kylo Ren? No, b- no, <laughs> yes. Well, kind of, yes. He got Kylo Ren. <laughs> Grogu, Grogu gets Kylo Ren. Oh, he got Kylo Ren. Okay. Got Kylo Ren. Yeah, I thought he meant he was Kylo Ren. Like, That's uh, what no, I thought you said. No, no, no. I'm talking about the whole incident at the temple and, and, and the foundling, what the foundlings and his, and his students and everything else like that. He got caught up in all that mess. Because if that's the case, Luke's character in that movie makes so much more sense. And he's so much more sympathetic. So, okay, so you're saying Grogu got Kylo Ren. When? I, Kylo I, I Ren, really don't Ky- know what you're saying. Kylo Ren killed him. Okay, Kylo Ren killed Gro- Grogu. Yes. Okay, that's, that makes a little bit more sense. Than, I mean, just to understand what you're saying. Um, well... Oh, we don't know. We don't know what happened to any of his things. But I mean, that's yes, a theory that I guess they could explore at some point because they're yes, moving we do. forward. Yes, we do. Things. A lot of them. A lot of them went <laughs> off and became the Knights of Ren, and the rest of them died. Hmm. Oh, so you think the Knights of Ren were were Jedi's in training? He took a. It, I watched the movie again today, and it was stated oh, that he okay. took a bunch of them with him when he left. And he burned the rest oh. and killed the rest of like he. That's what happened. Like, uh-huh. well, at least that's what at least that's what's said in the movie. If you want to argue that, then no, I right, just I, I don't think there's anything to argue. I'm pretty sure that was crystal pretty crystal clear in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know about that one. I'm I mean, only it's, saying it's, that it's a, it's a great theory. I'm only I'm only saying that I'm only saying that because when I saw this episode and I saw Lou go go away with him, I was like, oh my god. If that's actually the case, his character in that movie is so much more sympathetic because now we have a face that we can put to it and we can attach ourselves to Luke misery, Luke's misery in that movie. If, if all mm. that's the case and, and that ends up being even remotely true, Jon Favreau was a genius because he effectively, retroactively fixed one of the biggest mistakes with that Disney trilogy, in my opinion. And honestly, I think they're actually doing it with the cloning process as well. I mean... 
Snoke just appears. And if, if all of the theories that I seem to believe are correct, if they actually carry on with this theory, uh, this cloning, um, kind of thing that they're going with, it could lead to a Snoke. And actually season two, episode four in one of the healing tanks behind them while they're in that control room, there's a creature that looks like Snoke in one of those healing tanks. Right. Yep. That was my theory. So I think they're already going back and retroactively fixing the new trilogies. No thoughts on that? Um, I don't have any thoughts about the cloning at all. I think it was tied up in a nice, neat little bow, and it was dropped in this episode. Yeah. Well, that's pretty much what we're getting at, but I think we're going to see it still rear its ugly head at some point. Right. It might they, pop they, back they up. They can't just announce Snoke like that and not actually give us a backstory for him, and no one seems to have one. So I right. think they're going to try and use this series, now that they've introduced cloning, as a way to, even if it's just little snippets here and there moving forward in Season 3, um, I think it'll actually come back and you'll see that um, it'll move forward. It may not be the, the focus of the storyline as it has been um, thus far, um, but definitely moving forward, I think you're definitely going to see it. I would well, the agree other thing with too. you. I would agree with that if that's a character that died an unceremonious death. It meant absolutely nothing. So to go back now and to explain any of his origins... For what? Well, because he's know. a I'm clone. Just, I'm, There's I'm more just of the opinion. I just don't see the point. Okay. Okay. I mean, just because we saw one of the Snoke clones die doesn't mean they're all he's gone. We don't know. I mean, we could see what happens. You know, just, I mean, with cloning, there's so many different open doors. You know, and then the other thing, the other thought that I was having is we're talking about all this stuff that's like potential cloning and what else could be going on and like what's going to happen with Grogu. Who's to say that without, you know, they're not going to maybe tell this story a little bit further in a totally different series outside of the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian was, was like the launch pad for all this, just like Iron Man was, but we, you know, whatever. I know I bring it back to MCU every time, but I mean, we are talking Favreau and we're, we're talking Disney. So, I mean, it's not out of the, it's wouldn't be strange to think that, you know, there'd be some kind of par- comparison and how they're going to do things, but they might really try to tie all of these things together in a way where the story is continued in something else. I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one to, to seem to think that uh, Captain America Civil War should have, called, should have been called Avengers Civil War because it was not a Captain America movie. It was an Avengers movie because it was telling just like all of this stuff going on. It was really about Iron Man in reality because his parents were killed and it was all about that. So I wouldn't be surprised, and I think it would be pretty cool if you started seeing maybe Grogu might pop up in, like, you know, Rangers or whatever, or some of the other things that are going on. We don't really know. Well, I know, um, that, I know, that, I know that Rangers of the New Republic and, oh, my God, there's another show that they announced, and I already forget the name of it, but there's three shows that are going to be running in somewhat of the same timeline, so there are going to be crossovers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so when we start seeing these crossovers, that's where we might see more of the story and fill it in. So I wouldn't just want to limit it to say, well, maybe in another season of The Mandalorian. I'd just say maybe somewhere else down the line we're going to see it one way or another, whether it's there or another show. I like that theory. I definitely, I definitely can go with that one. Maybe not in The Mandalorian, but somewhere else. Mm. But, I mean, to, to not have Grogu and Din, you know, cross you know, paths again, 
would be pretty sad just because of their, their connection at some point, but we'll see. We shall see. <clears throat> so, we've talked about some, some big bombs, some big things that came out of this. Um, and what do you think about the story itself? Just the way this kind of all came together. I, mm, so the only problem that I had with the, the only big problem that I had with the episode was Din taking his mask off. If they were going to do it, if no, <laughs> listen, listen, because, because I think they should have saved it for this moment. As cool as last week's episode was with Bill Burr, I uh, think it should have been safe for this moment. I think it would have been a lot yeah. more effective. It could have been, but just like I said before, um, it would just be too obvious that at the finale of every season, we're going to see his face. Right, and I think the whole point of moving forward to this would be to to show us that he's trying to take it off more and more. So the fact that he did it with such a a low-end event in this season and then moving up to the finale, we all knew it was coming because that's what they were trying to show us throughout the whole season was that he's going to start following the, the Bo-Katan kind of mentality and taking off his mm-hmm. helmet. <laughs> Which, if I may, I actually find funny, um, going back here a little bit, uh, when Bo-Katan accuses him of being a child of the Watch, mm. um, and she claims it to be a, a Zealot cult of the Mandalorians, um, she was actually a lieutenant for the Death Watch. Mm. She was actually a higher-up within that organization. Huh. So... I find it funny that uh, she's claiming him to be the the uh, the cultist when really she was the leader of the cult. Interesting. I digress. No, no, that's cool. I mean, I I think. Um, I just I just rewatched the episode again. I want to watch it like five times this weekend, but I was here, there, and everywhere, and I wanted to have like a quiet place where I can sit and actually watch it without like kids jumping on me or. Uh, actually having to play music somewhere or drive somewhere or deliver gifts. I've been basically playing Santa all weekend and delivering, like, equipment for salon stuff. Like, it's crazy. Anyway, finally got to sit down and watch it. And what I like about it, this this episode kind of as a whole, is a lot, a lot happened in it, you know, even though, again, we have such a quick, it's a mission. Okay, we're going to get the baby. All right, here we are. We're getting the baby. And then that's it. You know, it's not like all these crazy different places. We know where they're going. And they basically, they do it. Okay, nice and simple. Um, but they, they packed so much in a 40-minute show. So as far as, like, filling in gaps and, you know, showing some really cool stuff, you know, fan service included, you know, they were able to kind of get it together. Um, I thought, I mean, I can kind of go from the beginning here and just say, like, we see them going after this Imperial shuttle and then docked, and then here they are. And you get this really awesome scene between this, you know, this Imperial guard or whatever, whoever he is, um, on there with Dr. Pershing. 
and he's just like ripping and pushing Alderon buttons. <laughs> Get that? So Alderon buttons. Anyway, so I'm I'm, and- I'm gonna let you finish. I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> let you finish. But is it just me, or was this like a subtle little nod to Clerks? To what? Clerks. When mm. he said, "Do you know how many millions were on those bases?" And it oh, immediately right, right. brought me back. It immediately <laughs> brought me back to Clerks because Randall's like, I, "I bet some of them were independent contractors as innocent bystanders," and I was just like, "Huh, that's really interesting." Uh-huh. This scene yep. did a lot. This well, these past couple of episodes has done a lot to make the Empire seem sympathetic, and I absolutely that's uh-huh. on purpose for whatever yeah. that television show, The Acolyte, is going to be. They're getting us ready here, and I I really love this. I love the way that that whole sequence went. Yeah, well, it's just the way that Hollywood continues to desensitize us to evil things. But it's Disney. Not so, everything yeah. can be kittens and rainbows, Lee. <laughs> I know. And that's the world. But the wow. thing is, they're getting, they're getting us comfortable to think in, thinking that, you know, serpents and dragons are, are kittens and rainbows. Well, I mean, and that's, if you're that's gonna, the reality if, of, what, of the world we live in. If you're going to continue, if you're going to continue pumping out Star Wars content, eventually you're going to have to tell different stories. And not every I'm story not, I'm has not, to... I'm not against them telling it. I'm just telling you the truth of the world right now. That's your I, I think it has to be done. I want to see some more dark side so we can get more into it. Uh, as we discussed before, um, they didn't call it Sith until the prequel trilogy. You know, they call them <laughs> Dark Jedi in like the EU stuff as well. It's like they never really said Sith. So if they're going to start getting into like what is the Sith, you know, a little bit more that's, you know, not just in like EU stuff, it'd be great to actually get some some live-action backstory stuff on, like, what it is to be a Sith, what is that training like, why, you know, not just, you know, basically a Jedi going postal and killing younglings and, you know, freaking out and, you know, we want to see an actual training situation. So I actually like that term, Dark Jedi. It's, it's interesting because... That would then make the assumption that at some point they follow the Jedi Order. Mm-hmm. Right. So Grey Jedi makes sense because at least in in the way that the animated series has kind of went, a, a Grey Jedi was somebody who left the Jedi Order who may not follow it to the T, um, but still is generally good. Yeah, I kind of got that I never, before. I never, I never liked the idea behind gray Jedi or dark Jedi because, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Lucas poo poo that whole idea years ago? Oh, yeah. completely. Yeah. But Lucas okay. also poo pooed an entire prequel trilogy <laughs> with Jar Jar Binks. But I, I, think, free. I think it comes back to, I mean, we saw the whole scene with uh, Ahsoka Tano with her white lightsabers. I mean, if that's not Grey Jedi, I don't know what is. That's what I was going to say. As soon as she was introduced, I'm just like, okay, I don't think she ever became a Jedi, per she se. Did. She trained under Anakin, but... Yeah, other than that, that I knew. She, she trained actually, under Anakin. She never got initiated the Jedi Order. Right. Yep. I'm but. curious to know if she knew that Luke was out there. Probably. I mean, I don't think she ever met him in person, but she would probably assume no, that he's... No, but I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, like, she has to have some knowledge that there yeah. is a Jedi out there better suited to this task than she is. 
I mean, right. she's on her own. She's on her own mission, and whatever the you know Thrawn is going to end up turning into, that's that's her path. So I'm just right. wondering, like, did she know? Like, did she have any inkling of a clue that this was going to be the outcome? It's just I'm you know ninety percent sure. Question. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so. So, but yeah, I think this this first opening scene. Well, I guess it kind of opened us up to how the whole episode kind of goes. It we we had some kind of gruesome sh- scenes here, you know, some some dark areas that they touched upon. I mean, there's like I said, they were over there, you know, basically ripping on Alderaan, just trying to get her upset, and she just goes ahead and shoots him in the face. And you even see Din like kind of stop and look like, uh, you just like killed a guy like right in his face. <laughs> However, I do think this episode definitely shows that. There is two sides to every story. Right. Um, the Empire thought that they were doing the right thing. They were getting rid of a terrorist planet. That's actually mentioned in this episode. Exactly. That was so. my whole point behind if you're going to continue with the Star Wars story, you have to, help, you have to tell a different story. And just, exactly. because we, just because we've been told a story about the Republic and the Jedi and it's been crammed down everybody's throat doesn't necessarily mean that it's all just. There could be mm-hmm. some foul play on their end that we're just not privy to yet, or they're just, they'll write it in. You never know. I so agree. I, I, mm-hmm. I, that's, yeah, okay. <laughs> and, I, and I think that's, it makes total sense. So um, I'm not sure if either of you have watched Cobra Kai, but it's the same idea because we're seeing, um, I mean, it's, it's basically just, you know, years after the Karate Kid, you got Johnny Lawrence, who was the, you know, the, the antagonist in the first movie. And you're seeing it all from his perspective. And from his perspective, Daniel was the jerk. He, he came in, stole his girlfriend, did this, <laughs> did that. And, and you listen to the story, and you're like, you know, that's actually kind of convincing. If you only heard his side, you would think Daniel was the jerk. And especially because Daniel's over there. He owns a car dealership, and he's got his big, goofy smile on every billboard. And he's just like, ha, 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 look at me, I'm winning. And he thinks he's like the coolest thing ever. And you see how Johnny responds, and yeah, Johnny's not a like the best role model type guy, but yet you're seeing um, just kind of his perspective of it, and you realize, oh, Daniel's kind of a jerk, even if you know Daniel's side. So mm-hmm. yeah, they're they're really starting <clears throat> to take these old things. I think it's just a it's a it's a new thing that shows are really starting to do take old stories and start to give you that other side of it, so you recognize there's a balance. I mean, again, we talk about balance. The whole point of this was, you know, they thought that Anakin was the chosen one to bring balance to the Force. Well, exactly, he did. He did. He did. There were, what, two Jedi and two Sith left? Yep. Yep, he did. He, did. he brought Looks he brought pretty balance. balanced to me, bro. You know? <laughs> so, but that's the whole point, is like, what is balance? Is it the good guys win and, and the bad guys are gone? No. Everything in this world, everything that we look at, there is a light and a dark. And there's a balance to it, you know, and I'm not right. talking balance like Thanos style, like, hey, let's kill a bunch of people. So there's enough resources, you know, but whatever. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious about something forever. else. I'm, now that we're actually talking about and we brought up Ahsoka Tano a couple of times, I'm actually curious. And out of your mouth, we have somewhat of an aficionado with us right now who's more plugged into the lore than we are. What exactly does... Ahsoka Tano know about Anakin and his downfall and does she know that he has children or did she kind of exit stage left before everything went down 
don't know. That that's a really good question. I I actually don't know if I can answer that one. Oh um, wow. Okay. So it's just it's up in once, the air. It's like. Yeah, I don't know if it was ever actually talked about. Um, she. So she trained under him until Order sixty six was issued. Okay. And then, and then she immediately just started going to hiding. And I okay. My understanding is that the birth of his children were done about the same time. So, I mean, it could have been, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I have absolutely no idea on that one. Hmm. So she might but not going, even know Luke. She might not even know Luke and Leia exist. She must know she Luke probably, exists. Yeah. Even if it's just through a force connection, she okay. must know that Luke exists. Okay. Um, she may not know it's Anakin's son. Okay, that's, but, that's more where I was getting at. That's more yeah, I mean, I think okay. I think the thing we have to remember is that um, uh, Anakin and Padme were trying to keep things secret, so not it wasn't common knowledge that he was having children to really anybody. But yes, if there's a Force connection, people could probably like just guess. Oh, hmm. you're having a, a kid. Yeah, it's and, probably... and I, I'd have to go back <laughs> in the Clone Wars and actually look um, to see when, like. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I went, that one stuck okay. me. You got me on that one. Okay. No, I However, was just I do want to kind of circle back real quick. That so there's there's two things that I kind of want to touch on. Uh history is always written by the victor. And moving through this this Star Wars universe as a whole, every story that they've ever told is always written by the victor. Whether it be the Republic itself or the rebels, it's always been winning by the the winner. Mm-hmm. Um so when the when the whole thing happens, he actually mentions the bridge scene. Moff Gideon um, mentions in the jail cell with with Grogu. He said, "Oh, there there are people storming the bridge right now, and once they get there, they will kill everyone on the bridge." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you want to talk about terrorists, I mean, I don't <laughs> know what else we can talk about. They literally walked in, guns blazing, and killed everyone on the bridge. Right. Right. So there is definitely two sides to every story, but of course, yeah, it's 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 crazy, and we'll definitely see more of it as we go on, which I, I think it's cool. You know, at first, I was overwhelmed with the amount of news and all these different things that came out, and it's so funny that like with this whole Disney investors thing, we had all of these bombs drop about new shows, except for the one that we got in the after credit scene, which. I don't. Yeah, Mike, you didn't even see that, right? I didn't see it until after you had sent me a message that night. No. Yeah. Well, it's funny. So Will saw it after all of us, and after Will saw it, he's just like, "Oh, what about that after credit scene?" And it's like, "Uh, after credit scene," and you're like, "Uh, yeah." <laughs> I said that to you because I know that a lot of the time you're pressed for time. So as soon as the yep. credits roll, and I'm like, he probably shut it <laughs> off, and he doesn't even know this is here. <laughs> we actually shut it off and started watching that Batman versus Darth Vader fan made <laughs> film. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which, if you guys haven't seen that, look it up. Batman versus Darth Vader. It's actually really well done. Um, but so, yeah. So now that we're talking that, about I mean, Boba we might as well Fett. just touch upon it. Huh? Now that we're talking about Bo- now that we're talking about Boba Fett. When Luke finally makes his appearance, why doesn't Boba Fett just hide? Boba Fett wasn't Boba Fett even was in there. Ship. He wasn't? I thought he was. No, no he was, he was, he was in the Slave one. 1. I thought he was in the... Okay, I'm wrong. I thought he was in the room. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I thought he was in the room. No, he wasn't okay, there. never mind. Never mind. 
Yeah, we were talking about that too. It's like, wait, wait where's Boba? Because that would have been an interesting reunion. <laughs> right, because the last, last time, time Luke I saw had you? seen him, he was falling into a Sarlacc pit. So, <laughs> Boba Fett, Boba Fett. <laughs> so does he? So does everybody? I mean, again, I like to theorize a lot. So I'm just wondering now, does he Men in Black his way out of the Sarlacc pit? So there's actually whole theories out there about how he got out of the Sarlacc pit. Um, okay. Some said that he had a mental connection with the Sarlacc. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. There's, there's some far reaches out there for how he got out of the Sarlacc pit. The, that one's a far most, reach. The most approved theory is that um, as the Sarlacc was devouring him, um, it set off his jetpack and caused a small explosion, mm-hmm. which was, gave him some sort of the ability to get out. But if you actually go down that rabbit hole, um, he actually got out of a Sarlacc, the same Sarlacc pit, three times. Okay. Uh, what? But we, we won't get into that right now. But there is, there is theories out there where he actually got out of it the first time, got caught up in a sand crawler with Jawas, and then the whole sand crawler fell into the, car, the Sarlacc pit. And then he had to get out again. So, like, it was a whole thing. Mm. And then there's still, how did the Jawas get the... The armor. No, I want to. I want to back up. I want to back up. You, you said you don't want to go into the whole thing, and that's that's fine. I'm just I'm curious how he gets stuck three times. So he gets stuck the first time. We all know, but there are two other times. Does he intentionally get himself like back in there to get his armor or so something, it or all, is it all? No, he he survived with his armor um, the first time. Okay, uh, it's which I find funny because a lot of the theories, and again, not, I don't know if any of these are actually canon. Um, but there's, um, I want to say there's an animated cartoon, or maybe it's even in one of the books. There's there is a a source out there that actually goes into detail about how he got out of the Sarlacc pit. So there was somebody who had gotten eaten by that Sarlacc before him and had been you know five six hundred years and had actually become one with the Sarlacc. And again, that's where the whole mental connection came in. Um, but if you go with the jetpack theory, he got out the first time, and that one's kind of gray. But after that, somehow he gets wrapped up with some Jawas, and he's in a sand crawler, and the sand crawler is actually attacked. And in the in the battle, the sand crawler ends up driving back into the Sarlacc pit. The whole thing. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah. Just one more, yeah. one more question. Did you get these theories <laughs> off Reddit? Um, so a lot of them came off Reddit. Okay, makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> uh, makes not to total somebody sense else's now. channel, but Star Wars Theory does a whole couple of videos on it too, as well. Yeah, I've seen a lot of his videos. He does good stuff. Yeah, he does really good stuff. Yeah, when the, at the end of season one, when you actually just see what could be Boba Fett, he did a video on the, the Sarlacc pit and how Mando actually could have gotten out of it. Hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, let's go through what we normally go through. I mean, honestly, this is going to be a pretty long episode because there's just there's so many things left open, so many things happened here, so many things tied up. Um. But basically, we have this really interesting scene where th- he needs to recruit more people, so he goes to find the Mandalorians. 
Now it's funny because you got Bo-Katan and um well, the other one there. And where's the dude? Uh Reeves. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> where, where's the dude though? So, yeah, I don't know where the dude went, but I just want to say yeah. and the only reason why I'm saying this right now is because I'm a wrestling fan. Sasha Banks gave yeah. Boba Fett a swinging DDT. And <laughs> I really don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a cool little scene. You know, the two of them just going back and forth. And then, but they're like ripping on him. And they knew so much about him. You know, saying, oh, yeah, well, you got that from your father. Don't you mean your donor? Mm. You know, you're just a clone. I've heard your voice thousands of times. And he goes, this may be the last one you hear. And it's just, you know, just. It was a really cool banter back and forth. Well, and it, it makes just makes sense. me wonder, like, what have they heard of Boba Fett? So I, I think I can kind of touch on that. So isn't isn't Boba in the, really in the Clone old? Wars and in the animated series? Um, they talk about how Jango Fett, uh, his father was actually at some point the true leader of Mandalore. Oh. Um, and so they know the they know the bloodline. Mm. And then okay. when when Jango had the clones made. Um, it kind of became a disgrace. And so they actually know Boba as the, what they call him? The, the princess to the throne. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, and so oh, wow. They, they are aware that he actually could be the next leader of Mandalore, even though it comes down to the whole Darksaber thing. Right. Um, but once they, they know clones are made, and she even says that I've heard your voice a thousand times. Right, so, you know, right. They fought in the Clone Wars. They know all that. Um, so she just probably thinks he's another clone. I don't know if she actually knows that he's Boba Fett. I mean, she must after this episode, but. Oh, yeah. How, how, uh, no. just another thing to, that I want to clarify since you're here. How old is she? How old is Bo-Katan? Because I've seen a lot of different numbers getting thrown around out there. 11. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I can I don't tell know. you that the only, I mean. She's, she's really old, isn't she? She must be, yeah. Okay. That's. Well, that so, so let's, let's put it in perspective. Know. So Grogu is the exact same age as Anakin. Yep. Is he? So you can, yeah. So you can kind of use that as a, a reference point. They both I fought in the Clone he, Wars. I figured he was like 50, 50 or 100 years old, given that Yoda was, what, 900 and something when he died? I always assumed that that, that, that race just kind of aged very slowly. They do. At, you know, at 50 years old. Yeah. But the question, I guess, is is Bo, Katan. I just I wonder if she's related to Chris. Right. So she must but be in her she must be in her early fifties. She must be, wow. but she didn't look it like it. So that might no, be another she aging thing, or maybe I don't know what she's wearing on her on her head there. Maybe that's something that keeps her young. I don't know. Huh. That little headband thing. <laughs> but I don't know. Just anti anti aging headband. Yeah. I mean, hey, if they can do it in Back to the Future too. <laughs> And basically make Doc Brown like 30 years younger because he goes into the future. He's like, oh, I went to an all-natural rejuvenation clinic, took out the hair of hair, changed the blood. You know, I'm like, yeah, they probably have stuff like that in the Star Wars universe. But wasn't the joke there that he didn't look any different? The what? Wasn't the joke there that he really didn't look any different? Um, no, he did. It's just, it was weird. The whole point is he didn't want to go through two more movies having to wear that old prosthetic makeup. So they just came up with this, oh, he's in the future. Maybe they have, like, you know, they could make people young again. So he didn't have to wear the old makeup anymore. He just had to wear a wig. Okay. 
yeah, I just thought that was you know just a cool little tidbit for Back to the Future fans. But um, oh, he's gonna he's gonna be in that um that movie too. Nobody. Nobody. Oh, you told me about nobody. Yeah. So nobody's basically nobody's basically gonna be a movie that's Bob Odenkirk as John Wick, but he right. His name in the movie is nobody, and he's talking to this old man, and I'm like, that's Christopher Lloyd. They got Christopher Lloyd to be in a movie, really, and he looks really old. Like it's, it's oh, because he is really old. The guy's like eighty. Yeah. Yeah. What threw me off is as a kid, I, you know, as when you watch a movie as a kid, you don't really think like, oh, that guy's young, dressed up like an old guy, you know. So I just always thought he was an older guy with white hair, you know, and that was it. But no, if you watch everything else he did, he had totally brown hair as a young guy when he did Back to the Future. Um, funny. You know tidbit. what? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm um, gonna disagree with you on this because he looked like with with brown hair but he still looked like a withered old man in taxi that's just that's just his face he's looked like that since he was like in his 20s <laughs> and you see him in like taxi and one flew of the cuckoos next he always looked older but yeah that's just how his face is you know even even like kramer always looked older than he was uh, uh sorry michael richards same kind of person nice tall tall guy with crazy hair that's just who he was but a uh, funny, interesting tidbit while we're here. Do you know who else they had lined up to play Doc? Aside from Christopher Lloyd? You probably told me years ago, and I forgot. I've told you a few. They had a bunch of really weird ones. I th- I, I want to say... Uh, so one was John Lithgow. Another I think that's one the one you told me. Another one was Jeff Goldblum. What? Yeah. Who was yeah. younger back then. But I can actually, I think after the fly, I could see him playing a crackpot scientist. Yeah. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I think you have to get this car up to about um, uh, 80 miles per hour. Um, uh, and then, uh, well, then there you have it. <laughs> you'll, you'll just travel through time. Must so, go faster. Must go faster. Go, 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 go. <laughs> must go faster. Flux go faster. <laughs> no, that, that would be interesting. But yeah, no, it's, it's interesting stuff. But back to the whole Sasha Banks thing. I, I, I love their little their little scuffle there, and then the flamethrower versus flamethrower was nice. Yeah, it was cool. It was really cool. Yeah. I'm just like, what are they doing? I'm like, oh, it's flame against flame. Oh, I guess that would make sense, that they wouldn't touch each other. Okay, that's cool. Um, but you get down to the whole point. is like, Bo-Katan just wants the Darksaber back. That's her big thing. Like, I want the Darksaber. They mentioned that it'll cut through anything, you know, almost anything, except for pure Beskar. So we're really getting this whole thing about Beskar. You know, this mm. this metal. So just like any comic book or anything else, here's the here's the metal of this universe that is undestru- indestructible. You got adamantium and, you know, the X-Men. You've got the vibranium and pretty much all the the other Marvel stuff, the MCU stuff. It, it's it's funny that you just there's always this random metal or some type of element that has to be introduced in anything sci fi. So, of course. Here we are. Now we got Beskar. So now Star Wars has its Beskar. You know, we had <laughs> Kyber crystals. Okay, that's pretty cool, but no, Beskar, here's your metal. Um but third gen design. Oh, yeah, yeah. What were your thoughts on the dark on the dark troopers? I mean, we saw them already. They were introduced when he came down. They came down and and took Grogu away, but what were your thoughts on them in this episode? 
it it was kind of a red flag for me. That's when I knew that things were going to happen. I didn't I didn't think Luke at that point, but I did mm-hmm. think okay, somebody's going to come and save them because it, they went through the whole trouble of having that scene with Din having a lot of trouble just fighting off one. So I'm thinking, right. okay, they're all coming back, and then you know, cool. It was just I don't know. I didn't mind it. Yeah. I didn't mind it. I did think it was overkill in the moment, though. Like, in the moment, I thought that many of them there and then having a hard time against one before anything else happened, I was kind of upset. I was like, this is overkill. They don't need that many. This is such a red flag that something is going to be happening. And I don't know. In cases like this, I'd like to be surprised. And when something is so blatantly choreographed as this happens, it it just kind of sucks me out of the storytelling a little bit. That's all. And... Yeah, I could see that. How about you, Mike? You know more about the Dark Troopers than we do. The Dark Troopers showed up in the Clone Wars as well. I I don't know what version it was. They did start off as a suit, um, and then as they kind of established in the last episode, uh, they took out the human element, which is their only weakness. Mm -hmm. Uh, However, uh, coming from a military guy as myself, uh, did they ever get a blaster shut off? Or have dark troopers? Every time we've seen them, just do melee stuff. Um, they had blasters. They oh, had they have them. blasters, but they have but they, they ever actually... actually used them? Hmm. I think the one did when Luke was crushing it. It yeah. kind of shot aimlessly at nothing. Oh, you know what? Yes, you are correct because that was the Luke did something that um, well that Anakin did, uh, in one of the the movies where he did a like a behind the back lightsaber block. Oh yeah. Shot. Mm. yeah. Oh, is that the one that was? Uh, is that the image <laughs> that they 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 switched and it made it look like he was pole dancing? Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, however, are we just gonna go right past the fact that the word jump space was used in this episode? Jump space. Yeah, he when called it. Used? He called it jump space. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. See, I don't, okay, little things like that I'm not going to pay attention to because, I mean, they're saying the word laser sword. Oh, that's true, I guess. <laughs> so why, so why yeah, even well, bother? I, I mean, just after, after something well, like and that the animation happens, changed. why even I mean, bother? How many, times, how many different animations have we had for, for hyperspace? And, and Well, that was what I was going to bring up. I'm like, we've seen this new light speed hyperspace, whatever you want to call it at this point, um, just not warp speed or... <laughs> ludicrous speed um but i mean since the, um since the force awakens we've seen this new look which to me looks like doctor who you know just this like vortex going through i like it but why stray from the original like you could just make the original look you know cleaner just like they've done with everything else why do they actually have to change the way it looks i don't mind it I don't mind it, but why? Why bother? Same reason they changed the uh, the screaming stormtroopers. <laughs> <laughs> they were just tired of seeing it. They didn't want the Wilhelm scream anymore. I guess not. <laughs> I guess not. Um, I, I love, I love their their landing in the, in the um the hangar. So basically, mm. like, we need to land right now. We're being chased. We're being chased, and they're like, oh, yeah. No, we're going to send <laughs> we're gonna send TIE fighters out. Don't come in this way. They're like, uh, no, we're coming in this way. 
it actually worked out really well. Um, it was a really good plan, and it worked perfectly. They got in. That's all they needed to do. And it was, you know, Trojan horse. Here they come. Pop out. And I just remember the, the guy's face. Like, get out of here. What's the matter with you? So I did you have can't a park problem that thing with here. this. What's that? I, 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 I did have a problem with this. Okay. Now, in previous movies, well, I'm only, I'm only really using one example, but in previous movies, any ship that's coming into dock, don't they need some type of a clearance code? Yeah, but they were, that's like, why they were I, screaming, it's an emergency, he's right behind us, blah, 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 let's get in here. And that's why they weren't letting them come in. They said, we'll me, send out the me, TIE fighters. For me, that's a little loose. Eh. Just saying. For they, me, didn't that's a say, they didn't say, come on in. They said, we're sending out TIE fighters. Okay. So I don't think there was really an issue there. You okay. know, once they're not trying to fight for their life and, and run away from being attacked... I mean, because those, um, those, those shuttles aren't I'm really me saying. meant for battle. I'm just saying. That's all. Am I the only one who questioned how slow these TIE fighters got deployed? <laughs> well, I mean, if they didn't go that slow, then you wouldn't have a story. Well, no, I agree. But I mean, in every other movie, it's just like this swarm of TIE fighters just like, <laughs> just like happen to like appear. But this is the first time we actually get to see them deploy. And they deploy really slowly. Well, they were coming down a, a tiny little... Yeah, you know, just alleyway. The, just the one bay instead of the. Uh, but didn't like we see three cell? Didn't we see in the last episode they just kind of like shot out of like a whole giant door that opened out? Or am I thinking about? <laughs> it could something be a, I saw could be a different Clone type Wars. of ship, but like. Yeah. That must have been it. Mm. Yeah, I don't remember if it was Clone Wars because now I'm watching Clone Wars because I need to catch up. But the good news is we're not going to see any more Mando until Christmas. Yeah. We have a whole year. I don't know year. if that's a good thing. Huh? I said, I don't know if that's a good thing. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm losing my mind. But I think it's a good thing. I, I, absolutely, I think it's a good thing. It's a good thing because if you want a decent story to, being told to you, you want the writers to take their time. Oh, yeah. Um, I know. John Favreau, John Favreau has enough on his plate right now. If he takes <laughs> two years to come up with season three. Let's say they skip next year because of the Boba Fett thing that's going to be coming out and something comes out in 2022. I'm fine with that because I know it's going to be quality. Yeah. I'm, 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 pa I'm patient another enough theory to wait. That, they... Go ahead. Another theory that Lee and I actually were talking about before we hopped on this. Um, and again, this theory comes off of Reddit, so take it as you will. <laughs> um, but I saw this morning that people were claiming that the after credit scene isn't actually a new show. They were just announcing season three. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is why Disney never put it in their, you know, show announcements. Uh, they didn't have to. They, well, and it's see, funny. My, my thing there, they the didn't old... have to put it in their show announcements because they knew that everybody was going to be watching this episode. No. Keep it a Hold surprise. On. Hold on. That's actually a really valid argument. Now that I'm thinking about it, I didn't. It didn't hit me until just now because I'm like they're calling it the book of Boba Fett. Right. We've been going through chapters of the Mandalorian, and if he is claiming to be a quote unquote Mandalorian, right? This Pe really people could were claiming that the Boba first Fett. two would be about the the journey of Din and Grogu, and then going into season three, it would be a brand new book. 
That is very true. And at first I laughed when you said that, but now I'm thinking... Right, it never showed up in the Disney show announcements. And it's coming out right after Christmas, like they just said. Wow. Yeah, but if you want to keep it... Okay, that's a very valid theory. If you want to keep it a surprise, you're not going to announce it when the episode is going to be airing a week and a half later. Um... That's my whole that's my whole no, thing right there. Christmas and you're of definitely next year. and you're definitely Yeah, Christmas of next year. And you're definitely getting another season of just The Mandalorian because now we have to go into the whole Mando or Mandalore story arc. Right. They but left I'm the door open for that. That's what I was going to bring. That's what I was going to That's what I was going to say uh as we run at the end of this thing. They didn't leave a whole bunch of cliffhangers, but they did leave that door open for a third season. The, right. the, 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 the book of Boba Fett, it can be its own separate thing. I'd actually rather it be. I mean, it he could goes, be, but the fact that it's called the book of Boba Fett is making me think that the first two seasons, the first 16 chapters, was the book of Din Djarin. Or, the, yeah, the, the, the final scene the final scene of this episode is him essentially sitting down on a throne and becoming a king of some underworld. I don't think that uh-huh. becoming the king of Mandalore is on his list of priorities. No, not his. No, not Boba's, but we're going to see a story of Boba. So put, let's, let's take it back to something a, a little simpler. Okay, so the Halloween movies, right? We watch Halloween. We watch Halloween 2. You know, I'm talking 70s, the originals. And then we see Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. And they're getting into the point where the only reason why people are upset saying what's wrong with this movie is because there were two movies, then this, and then like five other movies afterwards. And like, how come this one was so weird? Well, it's because John Carpenter wanted to make story or different stories that happened on Halloween. And they weren't necessarily going to have to do with Michael Myers. But since people were so upset with Season of the Witch, they went back to Michael Myers and just made like five more Michael Myers movies. What's that, what's that new horror show where every season is a different storyline? Like American, American Horror, horror story? story? Yeah. Yeah. Same idea. And every, that's what but, I'm, I'm wondering if that's what they're trying to do with The Mandalorian. So right, especially because they kept up with the chapter numbers. It wasn't Season 2, Episode 1. It was, right. it was Chapter 9. Exactly. Oh, man. Yeah, just, just something to think about. I saw it on Reddit. I thought I'd share. So It's a good theory, and I'm starting, to, I'm starting to really buy into it. Wow. Okay. I'm glad we talked about that. So, um, so <laughs> as, as this, this crew is coming in, basically, you know, guns a-blazing, just shooting everything up. Terrorists. You, you, yeah, the terrorists coming through. <laughs> you, you got you got Mr. Fring there, Moff Fring, who's like, activate the Terminators. Uh, I mean, Dark Troopers. And, uh, yeah, did they did they not look like? Did it not just remind you of a Terminator movie? I'm gonna go back to what I said a couple of weeks ago. They remind me more of Sentinels. Yeah. Okay. Have you have either of you played uh, Fallout New Vegas? No. I played a little bit of it. I, I can't get into the first-person shooter thing. So in Fallout New Vegas, they have a helmet, and it's the California Republic, or California New Republic helmet, and it looks exactly like those eyes came right off of that helmet. 
Wow. That's okay. what it reminded me of. That's all. Yeah. Well, so I thought, you know, the whole explanation is it takes them a few minutes to warm up. It's like, okay, that's cool. We get to see them coming. And it just, it was a very good um, fear, like anticipation, you know, that they, they built up. So as far as like storytelling goes and, and just, you know, m- making a, a story come together, they did a good job with that. Like, here it comes, here it comes. What's it going to be like when they're like all activated? Because we know these are totally just like crazy lethal droids, you know? unlike anything else we've ever seen as far as battle droids before. So I, I was pretty pumped, and I liked the way that they just, like, had that whole, they're still warming up, and then here they come. Um, but as they're going through, you've got the Mando girls. Um, I'll, I'll, let you, I'll let you take this one, because it, it was a great, a great shot, but they're, they're running through, going over this bridge, and, you know, they basically get attacked by stormtroopers right there, and... Yeah. So yeah, just, so just back up so, like thirty seconds. Okay. Uh do you think that battle droids weren't as effective because every other movie that we've seen included Jedi? Because as you've seen, these battle droids aren't effective against Jedi. Oh, true. Eh, that's a think think point. of like think of like episode one where they're uh Roger, Roger. Right, the whole the war between the Gungans and the battle droids. Like I mean, <laughs> talk you want to talk effectiveness here. <laughs> Like you take away the Jedi, they're they're pretty effective no matter who they are. But I I, I digress. That's a valid point. Okay. So I was just gonna say I was just gonna say another scene in Star Wars lore with a bunch of with a bunch of stormtroopers in a narrow hallway that can't manage to shoot. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, I know. But they're running they're running down. The stormtroopers are there, and they they go over that bridge, and it's it's. It's funny because, I mean, when Mike and I saw it on, on Friday, we both just laughed like, oh, where'd the Mando girls go? And it almost looked as they were just like, see ya, you're on your own. But in reality, they had a, a perfect plan. So the stormtroopers chased oh, after that, them. Oh, that bridge. Yeah, All right, that yeah, bridge. Yeah, yeah. Where That's they just, they just like dipped off the side. <laughs> yeah, okay. they just like, whoop, they're gone immediately before the stormtroopers even knew they were there. They heard the door and they, were, and they already had this planned out. And then, you know, they turn back to fight, and out of nowhere, the two Mando girls pop back up and just take him out. I'm like, that was really well executed. They've done this before, you know? Um, their little sneak attack. And you've got the, the whole thing with, uh, with Kara there and her jammed gun. <laughs> <laughs> that was well put together. Yeah, that turned into a club real quick. Mm-hmm. You know, she got the jammed gun, and then, you know, it's like, whatever, just pick it up and just start beating people with it. Like, all right, well, she can do it. And it worked. It was effective. And then later on, she gets that gun going. You're like, oh, that's a good gun. Wow. No wonder it's she really was upset she couldn't get the thing going. But, um, so you got the, the Terminators are coming out. And Din just freaks out and just, no! <laughs> yelled out no and ran over there like, you know, like a, like a kid trying to, you know, stop his toy from rolling off a desk. Like, ah! And shuts the door, and you get the hands. And that was just fun to watch. And that's what reminded me of Terminator, I think, more than anything, is the hands coming through the door, busting the door open, and it just slamming right behind them. Uh, they have their little fight, and he goes through pretty much every single weapon he has to fight this thing. You know, and you get this, this thing punching him, and it's a droid, and it's punching him. Wouldn't you think a droid would just rip somebody apart? Of punch. You know, I mean, punch. these things love to punch. I mean, they they punched that uh, blast door. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. Again, so. yeah, they did. 
And it, it was funny because I, I keep seeing a fist go like that, and all I think of is in, in Age of Ultron where um, where Tony Stark's trying to take out the Hulk. <laughs> go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. <laughs> and you get that, you get that here, just like that that um, a hydraulic, you know, fist come flying out thing. Uh, but he goes through fire. He does the whistling birds. Just everything he's got, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I got this Beskar spear done." Oh, okay. Why don't you lead with that next time? <laughs> that might help. <laughs> you got something pretty good. Um, and then he um he basically pulls a Peter Parker. You ever see that really old movie Aliens? And then out go the Dark Troopers. Oh, you're quiet yep. tonight, Will. Yep. Okay. No thoughts. This is On this, no. Rage quit. <laughs> oh, okay. This is yeah. No, no, no. This is the, this isn't <laughs> sucking, getting, getting. No, getting the um, getting the dark troopers sucked out of the uh, the hatch. There, that's not the part where I rage quit. <laughs> oh no, no, no. We're no, we're 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 coming up on it, but. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it was funny also because she's you know Kara's freaking out trying to get this gun to work. And she just starts throwing out all of these things that are just, you know, exclamatory remarks. Dank Ferrick, son of a mudscuffer. I was really hoping she was going to go scruffy nerf herder or something. Yeah. Just start pulling out some of the old ones. Who are you calling scruffy looking? <laughs> you know, that would have been good. That's what I thought. That's exactly okay. what I thought was going to happen. Oh, I know. It would have been perfect. But um, any so back to this being like a lot darker of an episode. It, Mando was fighting kind of aggressive and rough. He here. literally cracked a dude's neck. Yeah. Like, I, I'm watching him take these guys out. Like, he just took one guy out with the spear, then the other guy, he sat there and choked slowly. And I'm like, whoa. And just broke his neck. We haven't seen did anybody that before. else? Did anybody else notice that the sound effect for the cracking neck was really amplified? Yes. It, oh, they, it, they it made it a point. Later. They made, yeah, exactly. They made it a huge point. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was a great And that's not even the only gruesome part. As we continue, when Luke does the whole force crush thing, it was super gruesome. Oh, it was so good, though. Oh, that was so awesome. And we get to that, and just all I thought was um, Starkiller. If you've ever played The Force Awakens, you do stuff like that. Um, I think it's that one where you you, you end up crushing an ATST walker. Have you played those games? Oh, The Force Awakens is pretty cool. Um, but Star Killer's uh well, I won't ruin it for you if you ever play it. But he's um it's one of those games where you kinda choose which way you're going, whether you're gonna go more dark or more Jedi. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. I like that you can do that and you pick up different powers based on which direction you go. Just tons of right. games. It's like almost that, like the old Knights of the Old Public games. I haven't played those. I wish I did. Oh I know. so much Mandalorian lore comes out of those. I know. <laughs> all, every I've avoided everything that has all the Mandalorian stuff in here, so I'm like, Ugh. But yeah, no, he actually, he, at one point, he's fighting this thing off, and then he just, you get to a point where you, you know, you wave your controller a certain way. I play these on the Wii, which, playing a, a game that uses the Force on the Wii is actually really cool, because you're using your hands to, like, push things away and, you know, wave your lightsaber around. I thought it was fun. Um, but, whatever, I know I'm outdated. I don't play new systems. I still have an Atari uh, collection over here. Uh, whatever. I'm old school, so the Wii and the PS3 are the newest systems I've got. Whatever. But yeah, I thought the crushing was awesome. But we've got this whole conversation again, you know, um, you've got Gus Gideon here and he's doing the whole, like, just assume that I know everything. I'm like, 
Yeah, that makes sense. He probably does know all the stuff that's going on. The only thing he doesn't know about is who's going to show up in an X-Wing. And he, he goes into this whole thing. He's like, oh, you know, go ahead, take the child. I'm like, all I needed was his blood anyway. You can't have the Darksaber, you know? And, again, you can kind of see that his, like, emotion behind it where he's he's nervous a bit, but he's also being a jerk. But they have, he just, like, as soon as he turns around and tries to take him, he just goes all nuts after Mando, and he fights him back and spares his life, right? They had a pretty good fight. Lasted a while, more than I'd expect. And he's like, oh, spare my life. This should be interesting. And I was wondering what that was about until you see Bo's face. It was almost like the I'm not mad, I'm disappointed face. (laughs) Yeah. Sounds like Will's not going to talk much because you know what's coming up, but... (laughs) (laughs) Were you just really checked out at this point? Yep. Pretty much. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Like, I was just I really checked what's out gonna at this happen. point. Don't do it. Also, am I the only one who was waiting just for like a couple more seconds with the Darksaber in contact with the Beskar spear for it to mm. just like completely bend or melt? Like I was yeah. like, oh, we're so close. Like it's already at like red hot, white hot stage. I was like, uh, just give it a couple more seconds. Yeah, that was really cool to see. It was getting to that point. Ugh. Yeah, so basically she walks in, they, they, the whole conversation like we were just talking about, you know, I yield, it's yours, no, it's not what we can do. And then here come the dark troopers. So yeah, they're coming through and you get this, Moff Gideon is just so smug at this point, you know. He just turns around and he's just like, yeah, you know, you, you know, hey, it was a valiant effort, good try, but basically in a few moments... Everybody will be dead except for me and the child. Okay. And then that's when it's, you know, intensifies. They're pounding at the door and Will rage quits the episode. I rage quit as soon as I saw the X-Wing. I know. I know. <laughs> you said 30 minutes and as soon as you said that, I'm like, let me pull this up. I bet you 30 minutes is the X-Wing. And it was like pretty much exactly when the X-Wing showed up. I'm like, yep. Yep. Pretty <laughs> that's much. It. As soon as you saw the X-Wing and it was only one X-Wing. Because it wasn't the other two guys. We would see two X-Wings if those guys we saw earlier. Oh, the New Republic guys? Yeah. that yeah. was. I like those guys. Those guys were good. I, um, was, I was definitely waiting for like the one X-Wing and then like like a complete Rebel fleet just like show up. That's what I imagined, too. That's what I was mm-hmm. expecting. Yep. And then when she was like, huh, one X-Wing? Yeah. Like, congrats, we're saved. I was <laughs> like, oh, no. <laughs> and I just, at that point, it's just like, ah, snap. <laughs> but... I mean, like I said earlier, that my my biggest issue was how long it took him to get in there. They, if you're gonna reveal it, and you're gonna reveal it, like you're gonna take your time to reveal it, take your time to reveal it. Show it's us, really weird. Only show it's, us the footage. It's really like weird. on the cameras. So you you take issue with them taking their time here, but before when all of the dark troopers were powering up, it was like, oh yeah, I like the suspense. What I know because we weren't waiting for the dark troopers to have a horrible CG face. <laughs> thing, my point is, this led up. This was like, we know it's Luke, so it better look good at this point. So okay, we knew so let's, it was Luke, let's like ten seconds. Let's back in. up. Let's back up. Let's back up. Mm-hmm. So the X wing lands, and we're looking uh-huh. on the monitor, and then cloaked uh-huh. figure, and then we get uh-huh. an amazing 
an amazing fight sequence. Why don't you mm-hmm. just talk about how you felt about that? Don't worry about the, the face right sequence? now. We'll talk about the okay. face. Yeah. Don't, don't worry about the face right now. We'll the get into it later. The fight sequence was great. It was awesome. Dang. It was great. It was phenomenal. It was, it was great phenomenal. to see. Very um, reminiscent of New Hope and Rogue One. You know, just him coming down the corridor like that, just taking things out left and right. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. You know, it was, just, it was cool to see it from that side. And I think, again, it's kind of going back into what we were talking about before. Where we're seeing, like, the two different sides of different people. We've never seen Luke Skywalker crush a droid with the Force. You know, or anything like that. Not to that degree. We've never seen Luke that powerful. Ever. No. That's the most powerful we've ever seen Luke in anything live action. Yes. And that was, was amazing. Great. This was absolutely it was amazing. amazing. That being said, <laughs> um, it, I Mike hit the nail on the head earlier when he was he was basically saying as soon as we saw it was a green lightsaber, it just I I wish they waited longer to show us the green lightsaber. Right, I I, I think that was my problem with that the the length of it. I had a problem with only because I mean disregarding the CG. I had a problem with it, just the fact that we knew who it was, just by the color of his lightsaber. The like, entire time. It was almost like if they did that whole sequence on security camera footage where it was black and white, mm-hmm. I would have been a little bit more confused on who it could have been, even with the X-Wing. Right. Um, you know, because if they, if they, you know, playing devil's advocate here, if they, if they came in and, like, showed a purple lightsaber, like, right. we, we know who <laughs> it is, you know? Uh, there's very few people who, who could still exist in that universe. So the only green lightsaber anybody carries at that point would be Luke. Just like if the purple lightsaber showed up, Mace Windu could still exist. Every time somebody falls down anything in the Star Wars <laughs> universe, they seem to survive, you know, between Boba or, you know, a- anyone, Darth Maul fell down the, the pit and he survived and he shows up in the clone wars. Like, yeah, there's a whole bunch of theories. And again, again, coming off Reddit, I know, uh, where Mace Windu could still be alive and actually may show up in this show. Yeah, I wouldn't I, be surprised I, if he I, did. I wouldn't be surprised about that either. You know, anytime... I think modern storytelling, if there's one thing it's taught us, it's unless a character dies on camera, it doesn't count. Oh, yeah. Mace Windu well, didn't die why, on camera, you know, so he could absolutely pop back up in this. He could pop, he could pop up but, anywhere he wants to. <laughs> but here we are again, bringing it back to the MCU, where they had to have that line in Endgame, or not, not Endgame, in, in um, Infinity War, when he when Thanos kills Loki, and also, and also very gruesome death, where you just see him squeeze the life right out of him, and his eyes are popping out, and he just says, "No resurrections this time," you know. And I mean, Darth was Maul just, was literally cut in half, right, and yeah. came back. Yeah, he was cauterized. <laughs> right, so he, <laughs> he didn't lose that much blood. I think that's the cool thing about Star Wars, and I think, I guess it just kind of hit me, is what makes Star Wars less gruesome is there's no blood because of the cauterization. I mean, there's a little bit of blood we saw when he, um, when Obi-Wan cut off that, um, that dude's arm in the bar. The one that was he doesn't like you. Oh, yeah. He doesn't like but, you. But again, that was, that was the original trilogy. Right. But we see here, like, later on, when you see anything else, there's not really, like, a bunch of blood going on. I mean, even in the no, original trilogy, just... we didn't see much blood. We saw, we saw that. We saw the, um, the Wampa eating 
you know, the Ugh. the Tauntaun. Yeah. Yeah, we or the, see that. the cut open Tauntaun. <laughs> yeah, but even the cut open Tauntaun, there was no blood, just a bunch of, you know, guts. Maggot and, looking things, yeah. Yeah, and we thought they smelled bad on the <sighs> outside. But, yeah, so I, I, I didn't, thought that was kind of a I did cool not thing. have a problem. I did not have a problem with the length of this. I did not uh-huh. have a problem with them taking their time to reveal at all. When I, but they after didn't. I rage, but the, the reveal I, wasn't when the reveal happened. The reveal was five minutes prior. Right. Exactly. The, the thing is, they, they, it's they, more to, it's more to Lee's point like about dummies. the way that, it's more to Lee's point about the way that things were revealed. I didn't have a problem with any of this. I thought that it mm. built perfectly. I thought that the, the way that it was shot and going back and forth between Luke and then the security camera, I thought that that was excellent. I thought it was great use of that. Even. You know, the green lightsaber. I mean, if you want to, you can make the argument that the reason why they did that is because they knew everybody was going to be disappointed with the CG. Imagine if you saw his face before that fight sequence. You wouldn't have been happy with the fight sequence. I guess my question is, if you know people are going to be disappointed with the CG, why are you putting (laughs) the CG in there? (laughs) Yeah. Why not just, and I, I, and I uh, recently found out about this. Why not just cast, what's his name? Sebastian Stan? We've been saying that. They've been saying it for years, that he would have been, he would have been perfect. Yeah. You know, give him some blue contacts or whatever. I mean, does he have blue eyes? I don't know, whatever. Right, they, ha- they had to have known, or they had to have, somebody in that studio must have looked at the scene and gone, you know what, that CG looks pretty good. Like- <laughs> <laughs> oh, just like... um. Just like uh, Grief Karga there thought that the, that stupid little ferret in that other episode that he directed was okay. We were talking about this earlier, Lee, about the, the Superman and the mustache. <laughs> like, there comes a point where somebody had to sit in a room and pitch this idea. You know what? I feel like there should be an entire documentary called The Superman and the Mustache. Like, that's it. That'll be the title of this documentary. Just talking about bad CG. You know what? Maybe we should make it. Black and White Productions presents... Superman and the mustache. Or just bad CG. You just go through every time bad CG was used. And three quarters of it's in Star Wars. <laughs> uh, st- yeah. Starting with the, um, the special edition that released in 97. Oh, man. However, going back to the gruesome thing, uh, Moff Gideon tries to commit suicide? Yeah. I, I was just about to bring that up, too. Yeah, like, he tries to take them all out. Mando jumps and, and protects uh, uh, Grogu there. Still getting used to saying this name, but I guess I don't have to anymore because he's gone. Um, and then Gideon just looks and just takes his gun and, and puts it under his chin. And I'm like, whoa, for Star Wars? And then gets Maybe Breaking by Bad. <laughs> What's that? So then he gets butt stroked by Cara Dune. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, so the thought there is like, what was going through Gideon's head? Because we think that Gideon's a pretty selfish dude, but was he just like. There's an actual Jedi coming, and I do not want to deal with this. Normally when you see, normally in any kind of medium, when you see somebody Mm. who is in possession of some significant power or knowledge, and they're dedicated to their cause, their answer usually is to off themselves. Right. My guess is... Let's not forget the whole Nazi thing with the cyanide pills. I mean, that's, that's, that's general knowledge across history. Right, mm. but okay, well, you know what that leads to is, that brings me back to, oh, we did see that earlier. I forgot, we did see that guy, he had the, 
the little shock shock pill or whatever. Hmm? I forgot about that scene. But here we're now that we're seeing Moff Gideon, I think that's what they're they're kind of leading into um Admiral Thrawn, Grand Admiral Thrawn. Exactly. Like he's the big bad now. You know, cuz we've been point... looking at Moff Gideon as the big bad. That's what, but if that's he's exactly, gonna off himself, that means somebody else is pulling the strings. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what. That's exactly where I was going. If a Jedi right. is coming and Moff Gideon has any idea who this person is, he is not going to give Luke Skywalker any information on Admiral Thrawn. Right. He he's 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 more partial to killing himself, and that you know I I understood that when I saw that that clicked for me. So Thrawn shows up very briefly in the animated series, but is he's not an Empire Admiral, is he? He's a separate faction, no? Uh, you would be no, the one to answer is. that. <laughs> he is the of the Empire. I guess I guess okay. I don't remember a lot of that. So Admiral Thrawn, um, he is basically that's um, a Legends book. I you, know you, you're it. about to quote me off a Legends book. <laughs> is that what's that's happening right now? You're about to pull out a Legends book. And try to quote canon to me. <laughs> this is this, no, but this the right thing is, here. Admiral Thrawn, the character himself, was was in the Empire. He was one of the the remaining loyalists. Like we've been seeing in everything here, it's like long live the Empire to the Empire. He's like he's basically the new person. Pretty much, like I said, him. he shows up in the animated series very briefly. Right. And I guess I have to go back and look at it because I mean I haven't seen the animated series in a couple of years, but. Uh, all right. Yeah. I don't know. I, I've right read. I've read like four is exactly why I do not pay attention to animated series or any of the books and try to incorporate any kind of canon. Because well, yeah. well the animated series is our canon. canon. Right. Okay. I'll Re- take Rebels your word for and it. yeah, Rebels and Clone Wars are considered canon. Right. Um, but the legends have been through and through. Like it's not even a controversy anymore. Legends are not canon. Mm. So the so yeah. all three animated series are canon, or just the two that uh, Filoni did. The third being Clone Wars, Re- Rebels, and what else? Oh, well, they got. I looked Resistance. it up a while That's ago. A new one. I looked there it up was a there while was a ago. there was like an original cartoon in two thousand and one. Oh Jesus! And that's that's what you and I were talking about earlier when Mace Windu uses Force Crush on General oh, Grievous. Mm-hmm. That shows up in that original cartoon, two thousand and one. Oh, and that's before Clone Wars. Interesting. Yeah, I don't recall. I, but, I didn't watch any of them. But I do know Clone Wars and Rebels for sure are considered canon. Yes. Because they are pulling a lot from those, and Disney wouldn't allow them to pull from anything that wasn't canon. Right, and you got Dave Filoni. Right. Like so you have Filoni, and on top of that, I mean, they're pulling characters from the Clone Wars. Like, the only mm-hmm. other place that Bo-Katan was even listed was in the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. So, the Clone Wars and Rebels specifically are canon, for sure. Um, And mm-hmm. just, to, just to give you, um, I looked it up, uh, the third series that I was referencing was called Resistance. Yeah, Resistance. And that, is that a newer one? That's newer, yeah. That's, 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 that's the new trilogy. That's after all of this. And I think Rebels and Resistance were both done by um, David Filoni. Filoni? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, Resistance takes place after everything. It's, it's after all of this. Because that's what they called themselves um, 
because it was like the Rebel Alliance, you know, and then there was the Resistance. If you listen to like Finn, he's like, "Oh, you're with the Resistance? Yeah, I'm with the Resistance." You know, all that. Oh, stuff. the newer trilogy. It's Got the, it. it's Got all it. it's all the newer trilogy is Resistance, and you, I think like BB-8's on the front of it or something too. So yeah, it's that's what it's all about, the hokey pokey. So, so I would assume that'd be canon then as well. Oh yeah, at this point, they're considering it, but I don't need to watch that right now. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, I want the old stuff so I can work my way forward. But it just stinks, like, finding out, like, I got these books because I heard nothing but amazing things about the Thrawn trilogies. Um, so I was like, eh, let me read it. But anyway, <clears throat> we get to Luke. Okay, I just got to... Mm. This is nine years after the Battle of Yavin. Why does he look like he just offered two droids to Jabba the Hutt? He looks exactly the same. I mean, aside from the fact that it's horrible CG. But they didn't do anything to age him. When did episode six take place? Nine years before this. Oh, so Ten that years. was... Right. Yeah, the Battle of Yavin is... So any, anything that's around it, when, if you look at the Star Wars um, like timeline, they, it's kind of like you know BC and AD and all that right. stuff. But it's, it's all about when the Battle of Yavin was. So this is 9 ABY. Okay. Um, and then, yeah. So since this is nine years later, I mean, that's a big chunk of time, especially with him doing everything. You'd think that maybe maybe he'd grow a little beard a little bit, you know, maybe a little goatee. No, nothing. Okay, he's going to keep his hair a little short. Lee, I have one word for you. Superman mustache. <laughs> okay? You think, you think they wanted to CG another mustache on? Another goatee, huh? Considering they CG'd his entire face, <laughs> just, just since we're talking about I, I, since we're talking about bad CG and Superman in the kind of the same context, why not just make him a floating green bagel? I'm on board. <laughs> you know what? Maybe the Mandalorian should have just ripped his chest piece off and threw it at Moff Gideon, and it would have been this gelatinous thing that just engulfs him. Because, yeah. I still don't understand how Superman had like five other powers that never existed in those two Superman movies. I mean, aside from kissing people to forget, the kiss of forgetfulness, throwing his S at people, and then rebuilding the Great Wall of China with his eyeballs. How? What's the logic behind that? I don't even get it. Did he? Did he create new bricks? Okay, the moving on. Brother, Why? The Solkheim brothers were not known for <laughs> good storytelling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how, how about the intro to, was it three? The one where it's just following this woman around and all these weird, like, Final Destination style mishaps happening? Oh, dude, it was complete slapstick comedy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> this is not what we came here for. But okay, whatever. I love the opening oh. to that movie. It's it's ridiculous. It's, it's like it's awesome. like watching an erector set. It's um, awesome. Anyway, so I just uh, I don't understand. It, okay, this is why we're going to talk about this. I I know we've been doing this for for a while now, but John Connor in Dark Fate. You see this Eddie Furlong thing, and they did a great job with the CG. I was actually very impressed with the CG they did on both him and Linda Hamilton. However, it was supposed to be like years later, after T2, and he looked the same. I'm sorry, but as far as, if you're doing a movie, and 
does it, there should be a person or like an entire team of people who work on the continuity team, but continuity doesn't mean that you know five years go by and nothing happened. You know, you have to think that the five years happened in that universe, so then they should look different. I mean, I'll look at um, Anakin. We see Anakin in, in Revenge of the Sith, and he has a scar on his eye. No explanation as to how he got it. It's just, hey, time went by, things happened. Okay, that makes so, sense. So let's talk about the timeline. So you have Luke who... We'll just throw out generalities here for a second. So Anakin would be 50 years old right about now. Mm-hmm. So let's say he had Luke when he was 20, mm-hmm. which I think is a pretty decent estimate. Okay. Which would make Luke 30. Mm-hmm. So I think he should look older, period. Yeah, that's my point. Right, because then episode six would have taken place when he was 20, which would make sense. Yeah, so he should look a lot older. But he doesn't. I don't know about a lot older. I mean, how, how different do you look from 20 to 30? Oh. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Pretty bad, different. <laughs> bad example. 20 to 30? Well, yeah, I guess so. I, I had a lot longer hair. Everything, everything that... I'm I'm on I'm on the same page with the both of you. The CG was terrible and it could have absolutely been done better. I also think it's just more of a reason to keep the hood on while he's going through that amazing scene. If you saw uh-huh. his face anywhere in there, you would have just been distracted. Yeah, no, I agree. Um my my ugh. I'm going to move on from that argument. But it but my point is I don't understand why in these movies, like, again, have you, you've seen Dark Fate, right, Will? Yes. You had to have, okay. I mean, what was your thought on the whole Eddie, Eddie Furlong not aging? Does that make sense? No, it doesn't make sense, but then again, when you're doing CG, that in itself doesn't make sense, so... But it's not hard to, to CG, like, okay, he's a little bit older. Okay, great. Okay, look, Luke has a beard. Cool, got it. But they made him look identical, like he just stepped out of, the, of shooting that other scene at Jabba's Palace. It didn't make sense to me. You know, I almost would have preferred, like, like I said, if they, if they did get Sebastian Stan, I've been saying that for a while, like, I, saw the, I saw the picture um, well before these shows even came out, there was a comparison of him and Sebastian Stan, and this is probably... Uh, geez, I don't, I don't know at this point, seven years ago? And I'm like, wow, that'd be so cool if he, he played a young Luke Skywalker. Right, so we have a clean-cut, shaven Luke Skywalker in a homeless-looking den. I'm all about it. <laughs> he's, he's been busy, and he's got his helmet on all the time. When has he got the time to shave? He doesn't, which is why his beard is, like, splotchy. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, too, he's wearing a helmet all the time, so I, he probably has a ton of ingrowns. That would be annoying. Yes. All right. Aside from facial hair, I mean, the whole point here is Luke comes to get Grogu so we can train him because that's who he connected with. So blue butterflies out the window. Okay. That's not what happened here. It was Luke. All right. Well, Luke needs permission or Grogu needs permission in order to leave. So he's looking up there and he looks at Mando and you can tell exactly Again, they've done a really good job since the beginning to portray emotions and thoughts and feelings and what's going on without really seeing faces. 
And with Grogu being just a puppet, they've still done a great job with that. You know what's going on. As he looks up at Din's helmet, you can tell he's looking at the helmet like, yeah, I'd really love to see your face if I'm going to be leaving. You know, I want to know what you look like. So he takes it off, and Grogu almost looks at him kind of like, oh, crap, that's what you look like? Huh, not at all what I expected. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> like you look like a homeless man. Okay, whatever. I mean, you have more of an issue with the homeless man thing. I'm, whatever, he's like... I'm just... <laughs> I don't know. There's just something about it. I, I expect... And maybe this is the military coming out in me. Like... There's an image to be kept of a warrior, okay? <laughs> and when he takes off his helmet, I just get really offended. But he's not supposed to take off his helmet. He's going to Mord, <laughs> okay? And if I have to look at a homeless face, this is not going to end well. Okay. You going to go out there and shave the guy when he's sleeping? Maybe. All right, well, I wouldn't put it past you. So, you know, he has this little conversation. Don't be afraid. You can go with him, blah, blah, blah. And then... And then the best cameo shows up. The best cameo of all. Uh, swearing as he always does, because of course they had to keep bleeping him. Um, but he here comes R2 rolling around. Just fan service, fan service, fan service. Why wouldn't R2 be there? Right? Great However, episode. Fan service, but also a seed for a conspiracy theory. <laughs> uh, there is now people who believe that Grogu made it out of Order 66 because he was smuggled out in a compartment inside R2-D2, okay? <laughs> Which is why R2 is so happy. <laughs> That's another good theory. <laughs> wow. Now, now, I do believe, I do believe that if you're going to go down this rabbit hole for a second, I do believe that if R2... And Grogu have met in, in the past. They had to have. Oh, they had to have. Yeah, of course. Mm. Especially because Grogu trained in the Jedi Temple. R2 is there was all the time. Anakin. Yep. So they must have met at some point. Mm -hmm. um, how in-depth that relationship goes, I think, is yet to be determined. Right. But, mm -hmm. but there's a reason that they made R2 so happy. They oh, could have yeah. had R2 just kind of sit there and be R2. But right. they specifically made it a point to make him like do his little, his little I'm happy dance. <laughs> Which, I actually stole this from Star Wars Theory. If if you look back, he only ever does that like happy dance after a like a huge victory. Mm -hmm. Right, that so. was a pretty good happy dance. Uh. Yep. Thoughts, Will? About R two? Well, just I mean, about, it makes sense. I mean, I mean how? It, I mean, it makes sense. It, it, I mean, it makes sense that he was there. Yeah, but I I I don't think I don't think they smuggled Grogu away in <laughs> That's that's really funny. I mean, how would he fit in there if Kenny Baker was inside? I'm in, but, I'm ignoring that. I'm not going to I'm not going <laughs> to comment on Grogu being smuggled out inside of an R2D2 unit. That's just an R2 That just unit. sounds that just sounds ridiculous. <laughs> That would, you yeah. know what? That would actually be very bold if they went ahead and showed us something like that. I would have a lot of respect. <laughs> <Get> it. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, is the after credit scene. I mean, they, they, the way they ended it, the way that it's like, okay, here's the end of this chapter. Um, 
yeah, it was just really well done. He gets on the elevator and he leaves. Like, that's just, that's great. I loved it. Um, this, this episode was such a big bomb drop. It was just, it was huge. Uh, I don't even know what else to say about that, but then you get the after credit scene, which I'm so glad you told me about because I would have just gone on with my life and not known anything until, you know, months down the line where we're like, oh, but that Boba Fett show. I'm like, Boba Fett show? What? Um, but you've got that character. Oh, what was his name? Um, Fortuna there, right? Yep, Fortuna. Yeah, Bib yeah. Fortuna. So the the snakehead dude or whatever from uh, you know, that used to hang out with Jabba. So he's all fat now, like super fat, basically looking like Jabba himself. Can we can we just talk about how everyone in this new book of what was it, book of Boba is going to be <laughs> just like the dad bod versions of all their characters? <laughs> Dad, dad bought a fat dad I don't know how you would say it no but it's just like but yeah Boba's got a dad bod aside from the Uncle Fester the picture which is what's that? I'm not gonna fat shame the man no but it's just it's it's just funny <laughs> it's it's interesting but yeah he comes in there and he basically just takes out who's whoever's in Jabba's palace who happens to be this this Tim Fortuna guy or whatever and sits on the throne, and then we get the Book of Boba Fett. So, I have a question. Yeah. And it's a stupid one. Didn't that Where was Salacious Crumb? Get, didn't that, that was blue my chick question. get eaten in Return of the Jedi? What's that? Didn't that blue chick get eaten in Return of the Jedi? That's another one. <laughs> no, that's another one. There's a ton of them. I mean, I was gonna say it could be it could be a different blue chick. They're yeah. just there yeah. to represent. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> they're there to represent the blue. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, seriously, there was no Kawaki and monkey lizard or anything hanging out. I wanted to see Salacious Crumb. You know, something looking like it was straight out of Dark Crystal or something or uh, Labyrinth. No, it's just okay. Well, I was like, whatever, fine. We're just gonna we're gonna get this guy. He's no Jedi. Um, so yeah, he took him out, and but that that theory, or I mean, that thought that it's just gonna be another book in the Mandalorian, and it's gonna be you know now we're following Boba Fett. Because I mean, didn't we all think that when we first heard there was a show called The Mandalorian? Like, oh, is this a Boba Fett show? And they're like, no, it's a different Mandalorian. Are you sure? Because we know Boba Fett. I'm like, no, it's a different Mandalorian. Okay, fine. And now. I mean, they they very much could be doing that. I don't know. I, I it's sounding more like a real, you know, a reality than I thought it would be when I first heard it. I think it's a reach. I think they're going to be two completely different series. Okay. I, I'm just saying the fact that they call it the book of, and all we've had has been perfectly sequential chapters. Why is it so hard for you to believe that the Book of Boba Fett is going to be something different? I mean, because they didn't announce it. It definitely can be, and and I'm and I'm on both teams. Really, I could see it go either way. I just thought that the the theory was an interesting one because I didn't even think that at first. I was kind of on on your team, well, where I thought it was just going to be a separate thing, as we all did, and it was just kind of like a secret like trailer almost. Mm. But after, I mean, I'm kind of on Lee's side too, where it's like. Everything kind of lines up like the dates kind of line up the the fact that it's the book of Boba Fett and everything's been in chapters thus far. 
Like I can definitely see where it could be. Yeah. I just don't know if, if you, I'm fully. I mean, if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're like whole thing right now is just basing. If you think Disney's not gonna roll out a couple of these series and have them running at the same time, they absolutely would. Oh, of course they will. But why not announce it? Yeah. Why I not add it to it their was, little, their little tree of shows? I still think it was for the surprise. Nah. I thought that at first too, but I mean they announced a lot. Yeah, they and, announced and a lot, a lot of those to get everybody surprising. They they announced a lot to get everybody excited, but I'm sure that there are still some things that they're keeping, you know, close to the vest that they're not announcing right now. They want it to be a surprise. You can still have surprises, dude. It's I mean I, No offense, but I, I'm not very interested in the book of Boba Fett. I kinda wanna see oh. more about Din. Right king now, of, king of snacks. <laughs> I don't know. I, I it, it almost reminds me of um. So somebody told me to watch the Flash, and I was like, okay, I'll watch the Flash. And I'm watching the first episode, and halfway through it, you realize that he's talking to Arrow, and I'm like, ah, oh, now I have to watch Arrow to understand what's going to happen in the Flash. So I had to watch three seasons of Arrow before I could get back into the Flash. But by the time I watched Arrow, I didn't want to watch the Flash. I was bored. I was like, oh, this is I liked Arrow better. Net- so I Netflix watched through did it the and then I ended thing. up not liking Arrow anymore and you know, getting Netflix, into the Flash. Yeah. Netflix did the same exact thing, dude, with um oh my god. With Jessica Jessica Jones and Luke Cage and Daredevil oh, and yeah. Punisher. They were running mm-hmm. all of those. Some of them were running at the same time and it was very overwhelming. I will agree with mm-hmm. you on that. It's very overwhelming. Right. But if you're already watching a lot of those series, and even even the way that Netflix did things with that, Daredevil was what kicked everything off. And, you know, D'Onofrio and Cox did such mm. a great job in that show that it was just like this mm. linchpin, and they just started rolling everything else out. Yeah. So. I don't know. I'm excited. I, I guess we'll it. see. I guess we'll see. We'll figure out. I mean, we probably could have Googled. And just said, is the book of Boba Fett part of the Mandalorian? Or is that its own thing? <laughs> I'm sure we would find an answer if we just did that. But here we are, three guys arguing over it instead of just looking it up. But I guess we will discuss that another time. We are definitely, we've, we've been doing this for a while now. But honestly, this was a great episode. It tied a lot of things up. It, it opened up some new opportunities to, to go into different directions. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, I, I thought that this, the finale of last season was awesome, and the, to drop the Darksaber bomb was really cool, but now Din's got the Darksaber, and he's going to go on his quest on Mandalore and all that stuff. You know, eventually we're going to see it. You know, whether or not we see it next season, of what's they, whatever they consider the Mandalorian, we don't know, but I'm definitely excited to see how that turns out. After you know, the season it, it, two finale... After the season two finale of The Mandalorian on Star Wars Plus, Star Wars fans were left with a lot of confusion regarding season three and the shocking announcement of The Book of Boba Fett, but now it sounds like we may have some answers. A new report indicates that The Book of Boba Fett, set to debut in 2021, is actually separate from The Mandalorian season three and comes from the same creative team of John Favreau and Dave Filoni. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, man. All right. 
I mean, it was a good theory, but it's just it's still strange that they call it the Book of Boba Fett. Well, it could ju- it it could just be the same theory that you and I were going with earlier, where this could be the Book of Din. Yeah, and then a separate show would be the Book of Boba Fett. Right, but and they're they, just gonna keep it the chapter themes. That's all. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but they but they're calling it the Book of Boba Fett. They should have had a better name for it than that because they're not calling this one the Book of Din. They just called it the Mandalorian. Unless they're gonna go ahead and, you know, um, rename them post. Rename it just like <laughs> they did with the New Hope. Yeah. I mean, whatever they could do that. Uh, all right. Well, I think we've exhausted this episode, but mm. I mean, we've got. I mean, the next big thing we've got coming up is WandaVision. Yeah, a um, couple of weeks. Yeah, Mike's not really interested in uh, MCU. Oh, really? But, yeah, but, I mean, we've got some Star Wars stuff coming up, so, I mean, at some point, so we'll be talking more about that. But I think um, it's, I guess it's nice to kind of have a little bit of a break from, from Star Wars. I think we've, this this season has been so great, It's it's answered um, what well, it's fulfilled a lot of things that I was really hoping Star Wars would eventually do, and the fact that they're finding ways to redeem little parts of the new trilogy is really refreshing, because mm. they could sit there and and do the whole tug of war thing just like Abrams and Johnson did, you know, like oh I don't like what you set up, well I don't like what you set up, back and forth, and now we're getting, you know, a real creative team to start to fill in fill in gaps that you, we wouldn't expect, you know, somebody would come up with to make things make sense. So, yeah, I, I'm very impressed with this whole series as a whole, and I'm excited to see what else comes out of the minds of Filoni and, uh, and Favreau. Wonderful. <laughs> Agreed. Great. Well, thank you, everybody, for sticking around and listening to our nice long talk of uh, the Mandalorian season two finale and other things, just because it was just so packed um, with so many side topics and whatnot. We will be uh, continuing to throw some of our stuff from our back catalog up, as well as doing some uh, videos on new movies and some other shows. Again, we've the got next WandaVision. one. I think the next thing that everybody's going to get from us is probably going to be Wonder Woman. Ooh. As far as Wonder Woman, new. yeah, Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman eighty four. I mean, that comes out Christmas Day. Yeah, so yeah, it'll be uh, interesting. Expect- I have to I mean, re- revisit the first one. Yeah. So yeah, we'll do that. That'll be fun. It seems like it's got a pretty decent team. You say Patty Jenkins did that one, right? Yes. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in, and we will catch you on the flippity. Have a good one.